Once again, everything's crooked. Okay, I think we're going again, so you're doing something. Uh, um, Keep going. Yeah. yeah. We're here to test mics again. So I'm going to cue this up to see what we're hearing. Okay. Tapping on this mic. Very good. Okay. Nick, give me some mic tests over there. Mic test, mic test, mic test. Mic directly on me, mic directly on me. Actually, that's not that bad if I'm right into it. All right, are we too loud, too loud, too quiet? Now, this direction mic is really finicky. If I just can it over. Well, dropped it on my phone. I don't know if it's online for you guys. Um, let me check. Oh, there it goes again. Could be a tad louder. All right. Tad louder for me. Second one, probably a tad louder for Mike. All right, but it sounds good. Uh, oh, I forgot my recorder. I think I can get it. Uh, mic out on like volume or something like that and use the little one that's over there. For those of you guys watching right now, what I'm doing is putting this thing, so recorder here on MP3. Oh, it's still only, here's, here's only that. If I go right here, into this turn auto level up to use 
turn auto level off to use. Oh. Oh, did you want me to say something? No, I'm half talking right. myself right here. Down, down. Yeah, it's almost getting completely blown out. Test, 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 test. Well, that blow that blows it immediately out. Oh, because phones are way up and I have it recorded onto that. Test. Test, 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 test. Bah! La 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 la. Well, two things are going to happen, Nick. One, we're going to find out that the little Zoom H1 is going to be just fine for recording this stuff out of the headphone jack, out of the mixer. Or two, you're going to have to just grab the Rip audio. It off YouTube. Yeah, that'll be okay. I'm not worried about it. As okay. long as the connection yeah. <laughs> stays good. Uh, you ready to hold for sound? Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, letting Twitter know okay. for real this time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to RCR podcast number 74. As I type it into Twitter to tweet this out that uh, we're going live and trying it again for real this time. Yeah. Um, I am Brian. Wait, no, I'm not. But why am I? Why would I say that I'm Brian? Uh -huh. Um, Are you Brian? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad that we got that figured out. Um, I believe I'm Nick. Um, Brian. I might have to discuss this with my very close associates. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them being this uh Brian person. Uh, but we are uh here to sort of uh, talk about things because why on earth not? I have my Kutztown University beanie on instead of my usual Kangol hat. On a very and, hot day. On a very hot day, and I feel like um to borrow metal gear terminology a uh, liquid roman like hat. as opposed to solid roman with the regular hat but i took to wearing beanies and i kind of liked it i mean this isn't going to be a permanent look it's just something that i'm doing now but of course i choose the hottest time of the year to start doing it so um, i'm messing with my mic stand <laughs> Because it's a cheap one from Amazon. I think it was like $12. Yeah. So it's a bit janky. A little janky. But, you know, the, the, the jank could work. You know, because we're, we're very, you know, we're, we don't need all of the, the bells and whistles, uh, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what have what, you? Oh. oh, so what's been going on as we're trying to get this uh podcast studio slash dining room slash everything um, that you guys are paying for working and sounding better. So first thing is directly above us. Before there were white lights. Now there was one. Actually, I could do this with the cam with do this with the uh, with the tripod here and show you that above us is one orange light, one red light, and one white light. We had one green light, but the green light overpowered everything. And then we had one yellow light, but the yellow light looked green as well. 
So instead of going all white, last time the white lights above just blew us all out. And I don't know where you can get like really, really, really low power um, LEDs. Um, I don't know where I want this mic. Yeah, I kind of want it right there. So, and it may become a, a recurring thing where you, you come in and you look at the podcast and there's going to be different lights above us. Um, I saw that the hardware store sells black lights. So we <laughs> could have a black light podcast yeah. going on up here. You know, uh, hopefully there's not like, you know, come everywhere. <laughs> um, and, but, and if there's not, you know, there's always a chance to get to work on it. Yeah. But yeah, it's because uh, I had this whole gimmick of having a prop every time. And then I ran out of props because I don't actually own things. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I just, I have like all the props that I have. I just like give them to my nephew because they're old things that I have that I don't need anymore mm -hmm. that, you know, reduce clutter and all that. But someone says, get some ill effects gloves that can change color instantly. I don't want ones that have that little remote. I saw them at the hardware store because you're going to lose the remote and it takes the same type of battery that your car clicker does and your car clicker dies. I mean, those things last for years and like, oh no, I need a new battery. What kind is it? I don't know. Hmm. So, and also behind us, and this was bought with uh, your money, uh, those room partitions, there's a, uh, uh, one directly behind me and one over there that's, uh, you can't see it on camera, but that's in fact directly behind Nick. Um, that was suggested to us by Ted Stoltz. Uh, you, you saw him from time to time. He also designed the RCL logo um, as a way of making the angles of this room not flat, hmm. which is supposed to help with uh, the echo. Um, like it would help if there was some kind of like heavy door. I'm thinking of my godfather's old house where yeah. like embedded in the door frames, there was just like this heavy door. Oh, wood the pocket door. door? Yeah, yeah, the pocket door. And you just well, I guess it. I could drag one of those things directly over the door. Yeah. Although I wonder what kind of a difference it would actually make. Know. You know, it's hard to tell. This is all going to be a trial and error process because, you know, we're not used to having this type of like – for lack of a better term, Rogan-esque type yeah. podcasting environment where like we can sit across from each other like this. We can both have our laptops open looking at the live chat yeah. um, and not have to worry about necessarily um, being in frame, like both of us fitting in the frame because the camera has, yeah. you know, we've got more room to work with Oh, totally. in a general sense. No guests this week, although we're hoping to have guests in the future. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of working around people's schedules. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I imagine not every guest will be like an automotive related guest like James with the C8 was yeah. last time. Um, like I would love to get Marcus Swint on the, the, or Mark Swint yeah. on the podcast, the voice yeah, actor. Shout out to Mark Swint. Come on shout, up here. I mean, yeah. he, he lives down in Philly, but you, you want to take a day and get out of the city and come up here in the Hills. Come on up here. Let's do a podcast. And now we have accommodations too. Yeah. Cause my, I bought an Amazon bed. Amazon makes and sells their own beds now. Huh? So up in the guest bedroom, there's going to be two guest bedrooms in this house. So, um, I'll be able plus the attic which is um, going to be a campsite, which I'll take pictures and post of either. So um, the maximum amount of guests I think we can have where everybody has their own thing. Let's see, two in the attic, one would sleep in the tent in the attic. You'll have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Um, and then the old futons up in the attic. So there's two places to sleep. Then there's the guest bed with the Amazon bed. If two people share a bed, that's two more people. 
There's the bathroom bedroom. Yeah, me. So there's six people. Like, well, there's five guests. This house can hold five guests. I I know that you said like Stan the Man was a one-off character. Like I wrote Stan the Man, and then I gave it to and that whole like bit, and yeah. then I gave it to Brian, and he gave it. He like brought it to life with all the these clever like the stop motion and the brand shirt, which yeah. like uh, wasn't in the script. Like that was genius. But like the thing that. Uh, if you were going to bring him back, do you ever see like YouTubers give tours of their like new house? Dude, look at the new tour. And I yeah, got a yeah. bathroom in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. Good, you know, it would be a random non sequitur thing. Just because it should just be my basement. Yeah. The creepy basement downstairs. Oh, th that basement is pretty much designed for non sequiturs. Yeah. Like you could, I could put on a GoPro and you can just seal me in that like door that, corner that leads nowhere yeah, the but nowhere. there's a door <laughs> and yeah. i'm like why is there a door for this little narrow hallway that leads nowhere there's just a window i guess there are shelves and i'm guessing in like the olden times like that's where you would store yeah. all the things in lieu of a refrigerator because yeah. it was cooler down there yeah, this house was built in 1877 yeah so, well there you go um before, i mean there's a working out house in the back which is going to be in a video <laughs> um Anyway, the owner, Greg, when I say Greg, Greg International, who's another pilot, um, he's the also <laughs> owner of the house. I'm renting the house from him. And he was a senior when I was in eighth grade. So we know a bunch of the same people. So I'm happy that I saw this house on Zillow. I've been thinking I've been meaning to move out of that little apartment for about two years now. Um, but I just stayed there because I had such a good deal going with Jake and um uh, his son worked for Tesla as well. So we got to, you know, some inside scoops on that stuff. Nothing that made it, um, nothing that made it into a video. Someone says I'm fading out a bit. Are they skipping the super chat? No, I'm not skipping no. the super chat. Yeah, no, I, I was, I, I was typing that, like not skipping super chat, just talking a bit first. Yeah. We do a little bit of pre preamble before, well, preamble, pre ramble, whatever, before the podcast, kind of see what's, uh, you know, update what's going on, which for me is, Great big loaves of nothing. I mean, my birthday's on Saturday, so that's Happy cool. Birthday. Thank you. But it's like you always say, it's like another revolution around the sun. It's like I stopped celebrating birthdays after a certain point. Like my I'm going to have like this socially distanced thing where like my aunt and uncle are just gonna make a dinner and then my niece and nephews are gonna come over and my mom and sister. And then that's like basically it. It's and that's fine. That's great. Um because I don't need a big thing. My, the, my ideal birthday is just another day uh, because I don't like all the pomp and circumstance being made on my account. You know, mm -hmm. I feel almost as though, you know, it's like winning some kind of award and not, uh, and forgetting yeah. to thank people, you yeah. know, it's that type of thing. And at a certain point, you know, I would love if nobody got me anything, but I know they're going to, and I'm going to love whatever they get me because it's my family and I love them. But it's also something where I feel as though there's necessarily a sense of um, obligation to play up the amount of gratefulness that yeah. you feel, gratitude, there we go. And so I don't know, it's just, it is what it is. I'll be 35 and that'll be cool. Um, but it's also something where, you know, you, you, like, okay. So at the end of the month, I have this like colonoscopy and um, endoscopy scheduled for peace of mind mostly mm -hmm. because I, my doctor's like, you're young for this. And uh, I'm like, yeah, but still. 
And, you know, because I have very bad medical health anxiety. I'm a hypochondriac. Wonderful time to be alive right now um, <laughs> for hypochondriacs. But, uh, yeah, it, it, at least then if something's found, then I, I know it's not like I'm in pain. I just have heartburn sometimes and, you know, whatever. So it's just weird that, you know, it, that's preoccupying my thoughts to the point where like, yes, I have a birthday, but I'm not really thinking about it because sometimes my thoughts become, you know, pre kind of distracted in terms of the things that I have to look towards, you know, and I'm trying to get away from that mindset and be more present you know, day by day type person. And so, um, that's why I enjoy the idea of my birthday being just another day, because for the most part, every day I'll just do my work, you know, whether it's writing, whether it's working on an RCR stories, which will come out next, uh, like Tuesday. Uh, it is a sequel to the last one. So, um, cause I'm doing a trilogy, I guess. Um, How about now? How about now? There we sorry. go. I think sorry, I died. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it happens. Are we um, back? Are we 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 back? 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 I hear, I hear him. I hear him. Listen to me, son. Are we back? I want to hear about the call announcement. I'm your dad. Are we back? Guys. I'm waiting Muted. for the delay. Oh, music. Good. Now, that good. works. Back, there we back. go. Okay, good. All right, cool. Um, sorry, that was me. I accidentally clicked mute on the on the um, on yeah. the yeah. Mixer. So they said last we heard, I'm doing a trilogy. So yeah, do I was doing a trilogy on um just like corvette related things and so a lot of it is uh written already but when i originally wrote the script it was like 22 pages long no it was like 24 pages so it would have been like a two and a half hour video and i'm like that's not happening mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'm splitting it up into um three videos and I realized that upon splitting it up, now the videos are too short. So I had to add more to the second one. And now mm -hmm. I'm going to have to add more to the third one, but they'll all go faster, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's nice. And so uh, I can't really complain um, about the work because, you know, hmm. rock and roll. Someone's trying to, either mess, messing with me or not in the chat that says that the picture is upside down. Uh, if it is, who cares? It fits in. Is it upside down on your end? No. All right, then. Uh, you know, uh, the, if something's going wrong, it's my fault. So, yeah. Yeah, people said, no, it's not upside down. Clint said it's not upside down. So just to let you know, I haven't forgotten about the, uh, the Super Chats, nor did I forget them in the two failed streams before this. We had Nick H that said anime titties. We had Eli Burchell that just says green light. Thank you. Cameron says two bucks to test your mics. Thank you very much. We tested them. They have been tested. 
Imperator Zor uh, says car safety technology has made post 2000 cars far, far better than pre 1970 cars. Yes. Anti car safety technology is pro dead humans. Okay, that's a statement. Anti car safety technology. I don't know what anti car safety technology is. Hmm. Anti car safety is pro dead humans. I mean, and I'm, get, I'm getting wrapped up in semantics. Right? Maybe, but even then, I, I mean, I'm not even entirely sure what point is being, being made. made. But I mean, to be I don't fair, anti car technology is yeah. a bus, <laughs> a bus pass. Uh, well, I mean, maybe in some sense, you know, people are um, thinking about the. Uh, type of technology that would reduce the role of the driver and thereby be anti-driver, I guess, you know, of just, you know, driver assist technology and, uh, you know, Tesla's really got to call autopilot something else, but it we've does. been through that yeah. before. And eh, I don't know. Imperator. Oh, we said, said that. Yes. Th thank you for your donation. Chris Stockslager. Stockslager, Stockslager. Thank you for the uh, phonetic pronunciation. You actually got it pretty close the first time. Hope you're doing it. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, we're doing well. Is there any car you would not test because it's too valuable, AKA a Duesenberg, SJ, et cetera? No. I mean, if an owner says, here, drive this, yeah. I mean, I felt weird. Like when, we, when I did the C1, that was a $400,000 car. So I felt weird. But the owner just said, take it out. First, the owner drived it. And that helped me a lot. So, and also because like old cars, old American cars are all kind of the same a little bit. So there was nothing apart from the wonky brakes and the power that didn't come at any point or the fact that the car doesn't want to keep you in it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I do pretty much anything. I mean, if I mean, if it's something where I'm going to have to like the Model T was probably the hardest thing to drive because, uh, you know, you had to advance the spark and nothing makes sense. Yeah, that was, the, it was, that like, was difficult, but I still did it. Yeah, it was the most counterintuitive car I've ever driven, which I believe cars now would be counterintuitive to cars from that era. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, that was just bizarre. Yeah. Rafael Verga, no question, but thank you. Eli Birchall just says green light. Yeah, we had a green light up in here, but it made everything ugly. So now the green light is up in the upstairs bathroom because there's two different lights up there. One makes them ugly and the other one isn't just a regular white light. Uh, Cole Donnelly says, how could I make my black 2005 Toyota Corolla more visible? I almost got merged into three separate times on a 20 minute drive today. Next question is, was it painted black at some point in its life? Like uh, um, like someone sprayed it flat black? Well, uh, you could make it more visible with some DOT tape. You know, the trucker tape, the red and white stuff. Literally, just go down the sides. <laughs> Put that tape along the bottom of the door. You'd look like... You'd look like a fake cop or, or like one of those guys who um, walks around town with a high visibility vest on and pretends he works for the borough, <laughs> like one of those guys. The old bit about like if you're carrying a ladder, you'll be gained entry yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, 
Monster Energy livery. <laughs> uh, glow in the dark stars. Maybe. Just you can buy those on Amazon. You can buy glow in the dark paint. You could paint racing stripes on it that glow in the dark. Um, if you really want to spend money, but it's an 05 Corolla, so you don't. I mean, you could wrap it, but that's that's an expensive thing. My vote is for DOT tape or glow in the dark stars all down the side. Uh, Cameron, um, Cameron, again, again, thank you for your generous donation. Here's a fiver. How are things at the new apartment away from the podcast studio dining room? Uh, things are good. It's kind of, it's, it's a lot of house for just me because only I'm living here. Um, but we're going to utilize every inch of this for the show. There's going to be lots of non sequiturs in here. In addition to now the accommodations, see also guest room. Like if mm -hmm. I wanted to have, you know, friends over who also wanted to do podcasts, I don't have to, because before with the apartment, you saw me, the, the, the futon that I sat on was where everybody slept. So that was it. Like my old apartment was bedroom, like living room, dining room, same thing, really. Mm. Um, there was only like a tiny little partial separator between the two. They were pretty much the same room. And then the octagon shaped kitchen, which you rarely saw. Actually, no, you saw it a bunch of times. You saw the floor of it. Um, but you can see how quiet it is here, apart from the echo, since we're out of that neighborhood, far from the main drag of the road. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much, Cameron. Very legal, very cool. It says, any any rant books? Rant books you recommend other than Ulysses? I don't really call Ulysses a rant. It's more of a stream of consciousness. Yeah, but I get yeah. what you're saying. Um, I mean, you can get into Faulkner. But even yeah. then, it's like Faulkner, it's a different kind of stream of consciousness because I would almost say it's more ordered mm. than um, Joyce. But, I mean, one of my favorite books, just from a, a narrative complexity standpoint, is, uh, you know, Absalom, Absalom. There we go. Mm, uh, and about. it's about a guy who it's kind of hard to explain the plot without ruining the plot. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, it's basically a guy who's, uh, invest it has a Quentin from, uh, sound and the fury. Oh, um, okay. in it. And it all takes place in, you know, the fictional Yakima County that Faulkner created. Mm -hmm. And it's about a plantation known as Pen's hundred, which has fallen into disrepair. And I believe Quentin going to investigate the reason for its deterioration and the history of the family who owned it. And in discovering that you get sort of layers of, um, I don't know, reconstruction era America. Okay. Um, it's just very vivid, but also the story is almost biblical and it has those Joyce esque, run-ons that are just kind of a stream of consciousness oh, this like is what's happening cooked steak prose yeah like but uh prep is okay what point are you making here and i know the the point is don't think about it morty just keep going yeah just keep going with it you don't have to understand it and especially with joyce and with a lot of like like thick modernist stuff fucking cheat 
Read the Spark Notes. Yeah, well, I mean, I would do both. I would read the book and read the Spark Notes. Often I would read the Spark Notes first because I would get more out of the book. Yeah. It's kind of like- And keeping track of all the characters. Yeah. Fuck you. You like, and you're not going to do us the, the kind service of just putting a glossary or like, here's every character, here's what their deal is. Yeah. I mean, I know 100 Years of Solitude by Marquez had to uh, include a family tree, which is, I mean, it's considered one of the all time great books of literature, but I do find it a bit circular to have, you know, four generations or however many generations it is of male descendants who all have like the same first name Dumb. and it just gets kind of taxing after a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, literature is hard. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Cameron again says, okay, that was a tenor. Have a Pepsi on me. Thank you. Uh, uh, someone whose real name is Roman. <laughs> uh, first name. Nice. Uh, last name, I apologize. It's pretty thick. Um, there's, God, there's a lot of consonants in that. Um, hello, guys. You're a fan from Israel. Hello. I sent you my Skoda Fabia yeah, email. Yeah, I remember getting that email. Thank you. Do any of you guys want to travel to Israel? Not necessarily for reviews. Um, no, I've, I had no plans to go to Israel. I mean, my friend, uh, uh, the, the, the Jeff, Jeff Weissman, he went there for his, whatever thing, the mandatory you get, thing. You the, yeah. You get one free trip. Oh yeah. And he pretty much just partied the whole time. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like fun. I can't drink like that. He said it was just one big, like, uh, Israeli booze cruise. Ah. Uh, which whatever that there's a word for that. I don't know what it is. I mean, it sounded fun, but it's, it, it would have been fun for me like 10 years ago to, to do that sort of amount of drinking. But if I wanted to go to Israel, like I wanted to do cars, it's something I'm so deep in car culture. Now that's the way I relate to other places in the world. Yeah. How do you drive around here? But it's also, a, you know, a common denominator because we, we all need to get around and this is what you got going on. Um, you know, life is long. I don't count out going to Israel. Um, but, you know, with the Rona right now, who knows yeah. when we're going to travel. Even like our, our plans to go to Portland now, I think we're now we're in the second spike. So we're not going anywhere. The farthest all I can go is Pittsburgh. I mean, it's an opportunity for me to explore other parts of Pennsylvania that I've never been to. Yeah. I mean, it's a big state. I mean, Pennsylvania is bigger than some countries, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, Erie's like all the way top I know, up there. Right. We might as well have been driving to Cincinnati. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I've never really had a desire to go to Erie. <laughs> but I mean, I'm yeah, sure Matt there Carlton are... lives up there. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he moved um, up there from, from Pittsburgh. But yeah, um, there's some stuff to film in Pittsburgh. We could get back out there, go see Justin Lowe's, stuff like that. Um, anyway, yes, thank you, Roman. On the, uh, oh, sorry, real ahead. quick. On the subject of the car thing of like relating to people, I realize that that's slowly becoming a similar thing for me too now in that I've kind of forgotten how uh, one goes about making friends. Yeah. Uh, n not to 
derail too far, but I've been watching this like 40 part documentary on Chris Chan on YouTube. I've seen recommendations on that. How is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's, it leads you. And I will be using, uh, the feminine pronouns because, uh, Chris is now Christine. So, okay. you know, just out of respect. So, well, yeah, in general, but her whole journey, it's like a very difficult thing to watch because it's someone who has a certain amount of control over what is happening to them. But she also had the issue of having parents who didn't know how to treat an autistic child. And so I got to this part in the video where she talks about, um, uh, she makes this documentary on Little Big Planet 2, a PlayStation game that allows you to take recordings and make little animations. And it's an autism tutorial. And one of the ones, and it's actually one of the better things she's done, but before it devolves into talking about how, you know, men are the worst in the world and how he doesn't like certain races, but also he doesn't hate or she doesn't hate certain races. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just very weird and unfortunate, but also she ends up in this place where she's talking about making friends and how it's difficult and how sometimes it's easier when you have someone who introduces you to someone else and she, because it immediately sort of um, engenders trust, mm. which it's almost like you're starting out on second base yeah. when you're doing that. And I found such, I found that so relatable, oh, um, yeah. even though, I don't think Chris Chan, Christine is a good person at all, but I came out of it, what I've seen so far, feeling completely, um, a, a, a large amount of sympathy for her mm. and her plight because all of this, yes, she kind of created this situation for herself in a lot of ways, but also these are people who are messing with someone who has the mentality of someone who may not even age-wise have reached double digits yet, you know? That was gonna be my next question. How how much has she matured? Um, well, I mean, I'm only on part 30, well, I say I'm only on part 35 out of 40. So I'm only just getting to the part where she is beginning uh, her transition into um, sort of uh, accepting her gender identity. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't really know to what extent this will just be her as she's always been, but now, you know, it's a different type of, a different type of thing to be upset about when she's uh, calling people out. Not the fact that, you know, she identifies as female, but rather than, or rather that, she, the trolls are giving her a hard time and they found something else to give her a hard time about. And that's, for me, that's not fair because I don't understand what people get out of it. You know, it's trolling has never really made sense to me. And I guess as I'm watching this, it's a very uncomfortable watch because you're seeing this person be taken advantage of, but also in being taken advantage of a lot of their ugly sides come out so that, you know, Chris, she essentially has a lot of hate.
Oh, I did the, the wrong thing. I hit the wrong button again. We're not muted anymore. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, that was just me. So no, we're fine. Um. Yeah. So basically, um, to get back on track, it's just that it really is something that you have to see to really understand. Because I feel like recapping this journey about uh, this person who's been through. And that's the thing. It's like you go through 30 episodes and you realize you're still in 2010. And yeah. the thing starts in like 2007. And it's supposed to continue, I suppose, up to now. But her journey is just, you know, it's such is a... Is there a narrator? Yeah. Okay. And it's such a strange binge watch that I couldn't stop watching it, even though it's just literally... The, the guy who made this documentary is just compiling the information that's already out there and all of the videos that are already out there. If you wanted a more succinct one, you would just watch Frederick Knudsen's yeah. uh, the Down the Rabbit Hole yeah. on Chris Chan, and you'd get a very more succinct, to-the-point video mm -hmm. about it that is also very good. Yeah. But this is the deep dive, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's the closest thing we have to the Truman Show. Yes, life. that's a good point. Yeah. It is because it's weirdly riveting. People talk about like Netflix's Tiger King being like this, oh, such a riveting thing. I find this far more fascinating yeah. than it, that. Because it, it keeps going. It keeps going. And it's very much something playing out in real time. But it's also something that no major network would ever be able to do because no. you're very clearly. Heavily exploitive. Yes. Yes. And it's difficult to reconcile that with the sort of cultural atmosphere that we're yeah. in. And I understand why, because it's a watch that's uncomfortable and it also makes you feel uncomfortable, but also yeah. Chris has appeared in the comments for some of the videos and doesn't appear to dislike it. She seems to understand that it's kind of like this cultural artifact in as much as anyone would want to maintain artifacts about, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> That sort like, of when I watch Fred's video, I haven't watched any of the, the new one. Like uh, Christine is still the protagonist of the story, and you want them to succeed, but yet they don't. Yeah, and, like uh, just racism just comes out of their mouth. Yeah, but then they have the excuse of like uh, learning challenges and a, a less than ideal uh, home life. And the like the latest thing I heard, and I heard it from Fred and I was Fred and I were both there at too many games like a few years ago, where uh, Christine was there and threw a threw a fit over something. Hmm. And oh no, the, she was trying to sell things, but she didn't have a dealer license or like a PA merchant license. Oh, she was just trying to like sell stuff like out of a bag or something like that. And, and then so they tried to kick her out, and then. She threw a fit. Yeah, that's strange. I mean, she tried to go to MAGFest one year and then her mom wouldn't let her because, which I understand because, you know, I don't know. Uh, she films herself while driving, which a lot of people do, but I don't know. That's just dangerous. And I'm kind yep. of I, like, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and it's just something where, you know, if I were the parent, and I know that he, she, sorry, um, had really shitty parents, really shitty parents, um, that ultimately it's something that uh, is just, it doesn't come from nowhere. Right. You know, 
it's something that is ingrained in a person over long years yeah. and longer experiences. And, and yeah. the next question is, what is Christine going to do when, his, when her mom passes? And that I don't know. And that I'm legitimately worried for her in that regard, mm -hmm. because I don't know if she has, well, I mean, again, I, I feel badly saying about this, like it's a TV show, mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten caught up to know what happens. Yeah. Like, does she make any other friends that will be a support structure? And I can look it all up now, but yeah. it's something where, you know, it's something, it never occurred to me to look up any of it because I've just been watching this thing for so long. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just feel, continues. I feel emotionally drained watching it. And Not I bad. feel, because there are so many conflicting emotions because I feel badly for this person, but she also has such hateful negative views sometimes. And mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. It's weird to me to have those emotions yeah. and that conflict. But eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Lucas Cannon. Hello, Lucas. Bit of a switch there. You have a great gasp. You have a great gasp. Sorry. You have a great gasp. Yeah, there I go again. You have a great grasp of philosophy. Do you apply your analysis to the card during writing, or does the card just spark something? that makes you go with a certain philosophical angle. Mostly it comes off in the writing. Occasionally a car will just scream this, that, or the other. So yeah, mostly it just comes out in the writing because when I'm driving it, I'm just getting a feel for the car and then filming it. So Yeah, it would be like something where when I'm in the car, maybe something will pop into my head about it. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of, if I can't get to my phone, record it because I'm driving, mm -hmm. then I'll try and log it you know, in my brain and hope I remember when I'm done driving mm -hmm. or uh, when I can get back to my notebook. But for the most part, a lot everything, it's just the, the writing, you mm -hmm. know, it's always been a writing driven show yeah. because for the most part, we are trying to do the one thing that we can do that we feel that others probably can't in this medium or that others won't, mm -hmm. you know, because it's much easier and more algorithm friendly to just kind of, um, you know, just, talk about the car like imagine that <laughs> imagine having that. Uh, having a car channel where you actually talk about the car and you but know, so often i just go off on different tangents like the one we were riding today i think i talked about its performance and stuff like this for maybe a, a minute out of the seven minutes i got out of my you know 17 minute uh writing bit when it all got edited down. Yeah. The, the rest was real, really on its place in history as, as no, normally normal things are. And I didn't really make too many dirty jokes about it. I don't know what's going on. It's, like glue uh, it's, in it's, itself. it's because of the, the base of this is, oh, yeah, it's like, it's a, like a silicone type mm. thing. Um, but ultimately I think that's kind of the positive of what we do in mm. that we can kind of construct these narratives and not have to be in front of a camera remembering lines because yeah. like this is the part where you do this thing and this thing and then oh sh nuts i forgot my line all right let me go back to where i was yeah. and it has to be all this thing it would just be us chopping together bits. hey this, me yeah. in front of thing because we would keep forgetting things yeah. and so i'm not that great on camera remembering my lines as you as you saw with the outtakes when I was filming the bumper for uh, uh, 
Ivan, the filmmaker. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, did you yeah. hear that the Chevy Sonic being discontinued? No, I did not. I hear mean, it's that not the really. Chevy Sonic was discontinued. The, the big surprise to me was that it was still around. I honestly yeah. thought it was discontinued like mid 10s, hmm. mid 2010s or something. Like, I thought I thought the Chevy Trax became the new small car from GM. Huh. huh. I mean, I they, it's again small Mageddon. It's everybody's getting rid of the small car options because you know it's just I don't know if it's necessarily fashionable to do or the metrics are just telling them, hey, there is no market for this anymore. But yeah. I'm assuming that's what it is. But Hyundai's sticking in there with the Elantra and. Subaru still has a little Impreza. Ford is done. I guess GM is also done unless they acquire like some Euro thing. And Honda still makes the Civic. Toyota still makes the Corolla and the Corolla hatch. So they're there. <laughs> they're just not domestic anymore. Derek Duke's good, uh, Duke's good line. Sonic is such an enterprise buy, <laughs> which makes sense. It feels like a rental car. Oh yeah. It's totally a fleet car uh, for a rental fleet. And I get it mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, has it finally stopped raining after it's, it's, fun. yeah, it's funny. Cause I was trying to record my thing uh, upstairs for We're doing an, uh, for an upcoming video, we're doing a dual review where we both give our thoughts. Yeah. Um, and in the it not only was a cape oh, eh, was occasionally uh sort of the sound of the thunderstorm outside yeah. sort of pattering against the window even though it's a soundproof room except for that one window yeah um there was also a guy out there like you know doing like a wood chipper yeah it's a guy stump grinding out there yeah he's just <laughs> and, and occasionally the stump grinder would would uh would bind up so you heard and then it stalls out and then my voice is already uh, harsh enough as it is and so i was trying to keep down on sibilance and by doing that i inadvertently sort of gave myself like this accent that sounds like my mom's because she lived in like well, she, she didn't live in all five boroughs of new york she lived in like four out of five she didn't live in staten island but it's this weird thing where I'm like, and eh, you know, this car, the, 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 but not yeah. like that, not that pronounced, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit of an accent. And it sounds like I'm trying to sound like I'm from New York and mm -hmm. I'm not, but it's just something where uh, I don't know how to cut down on sibilance. I just sound this way. I tried to apply a DSer and I feel like I broke the DSer because they don't know, they literally don't know what to make of like this man's sibilant, harsh mashed voice mm -hmm. it's just sounds i would have to go to like a speech pathologist or something uh, to help me like relearn how to talk what's interesting is when when you sing you don't there's no sibilance yeah it's like how you don't hear seal's accent when he sings or any you know what's foreign seal? singer is he british yeah i believe okay i believe i'm gonna I, i'm gonna stand by that um i got kiss from a rose in my head yeah Great song. Kiss from a Rose is a really good song to hear over the PA system of a grocery store at midnight. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I mean, Shh. oh, go ahead. No, it reminds me of Summer because of Batman Forever. Mm. As a matter of fact, like all of those, I remember one of my favorite summer memories was going to see Batman and Robin, even though it was a terrible movie, because I had the soundtrack to Batman and Robin, and it was a great soundtrack. 
It had uh, the end is the beginning is the end, and the beginning is the end is the beginning by Smashing Pumpkins. Huh. It had Look Into My Eyes by Bone Thugs and Harmony. It had Revolution <laughs> by REM. Uh, I don't know. It was hitting on all cylinders. It had that awful Gotham City song by R. Kelly, but whatever. The, the R. Kelly he sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the song was terrible, but I liked <laughs> the soundtrack. And the same is true for Batman Forever, except I actually liked Batman Forever and still like Batman Forever mm. because I feel like it's the perfect cross-section between the weird pseudo-gothic Tim Burton approach and the campy 66 Batman uh, approach to where mm. you can kind of reconcile them. Um, I don't think bat suits need nipples, but... Was that the George Clooney Batman? Batman Forever was the Val Kilmer one, but Batman and Robin was, was George, George Clooney, Clooney one. And that had a lot of potential to actually be a good, like his portrayal had potential to be a good, like Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm -hmm. And I almost wish he had gotten the chance to be Batman in a better movie. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Uh, Sean K says, what are both of your ultimate regular car stipulations? 2015 or newer. Easy. It's got to run on 87 octane. Has to run on cheap gas. Then it's a regular car. I get weirded out by stuff when like Toyota made the XRS series of both the Corolla and the Matrix and they need 91 octane. <laughs> nope. It's not really a regular car. It needs to have 87 octane. That's why I still tell people to go buy the Honda Accord 6MT. The uh, Honda Accord V6 Coupe with a six-speed. Fucking great. <laughs> Runs on 87 octane. Be cooler if they, if that engine and transmission option came with four doors, but it didn't deal with having two. That's it. Mm. Bob, I, I guess, what's, do you have a regular car stipulation? Not really. Uh, mine is mainly that um, there is a certain amount of um, wear and tear to it in the sense that, okay, I get intellectually that if we were to get a car from 2015 that was, say, a, I don't know, a Honda Civic, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if it were in mint condition, it wouldn't really feel like a regular car to me the same way it would if it were the same car from the same year but well-worn. Oh, yeah. You know, like I want the feeling that it's been lived in. It's like the Millennium Falcon in A New Hope. It, it became vivid because it felt lived in. Yeah. Like the minute you go in there, you know, you get the whole hunk of junk aesthetic, but yeah. also it still looks cool because it feels like this is a ship that someone actually lives in yeah. and that they own and that they love it. And, you know, it's a secret gem. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like that's one of my kind of requirements. I remember in the early days when people would complain in the comments of like, if you know your car is going to be on RCR, why wouldn't you wash it or clean it out or anything? And I remember we would tell people not to like whatever it looks like in every day, just bring it out like that. Yeah. Because ultimately we're trying to show people what these cars look like out in the wild. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we wouldn't bother with like slow roll or on the, sh on the road shots at all. Yeah. Because it's something we would just stand in front of it, get still shots or just yeah. like, which is not a shot at any other YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. I respect their content and I am fans of like a lot of them, but it's something where, although there is only so much automotive YouTube I can watch being an automotive oh, yeah. YouTuber yeah. because you don't want to be reminded of work all the time, but no. also it's something where I like to see cars the way that they have always been. When I did my friend's Oldsmobile Alero, yes, if you want, you want me to move all this stuff around, just like leave it because mm -hmm. that's how it was when you brought it here. So yeah. whatever. 
and it's fine. It, I, but yeah, that's one of my, I guess, regular requirements. It's hmm. a good one. Uh, Bob says, I briefly pondered why Honda Motor Company uh, doesn't abbreviate their name the way Ford Motor Company does. And then I giggled. Homo. Great. It's great. Uh, welcome to sixth grade orientation there. <laughs> It's like how a uh, nearby town has Pottsville High School, and then, but their middle school is called is named after like a superintendent. Mm. Pottsville Middle School. I mean, what does that abbreviate to? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Especially for middle school kids. Yeah. Who heard of that? They don't know what it means. Yep. Someone's splashing a puddle out there. No, it's just that like there was such an excessive amount of rainfall that there was like a minor stream just oh. forming in the the road right over there, ah. and so I imagine there are still elements of it. Thank you, Bob. Oh, I'm yawning. I was gonna ask the chat if I should switch to beer or keep drinking espresso, and I think if I'm yawning like this, I'm gonna keep drinking espresso. I am sticking with ginger tea. Uh, Ken my mug Duen keeps. says, hi, I really enjoy your channel. Greetings from California. Hello. I dream about returning to California, but travel itself is almost a political uh, statement these days. Thank you, Ken. Blinks, thank you for your donation. With RCR becoming bigger and bigger, do you find it harder to create new reviews? No. Find owners with genuine interest? No. And cars actually worth reviewing? No. I have no problem doing any of that. The hardest part is just telling people no. I'm like, sorry, I can't. Sorry, I can't. Sorry, I can't. And nowadays, people are itching to travel. So we got more people um, willing to come here. So, and now that the racquetball club is open again, you're going to see that as a background again. Uh, and also, I booked another car. So we are good for, until I think, the first week of September now if we film everything over the course of the next two weeks. All right. Oh, uh, but is it all this week? I just know we have, like, the no, next No, no, I, I spaced it around. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, then that's it's on the yeah. calendar over there. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Blinks, thank you so much for your uh, donation, Blinks. Mark Smith says, with five pounds, a up lads, how much fun is the Honda Fit to drive in terms of a small car? I found it fun. Looking uh, looking for Summit Small. Summit Small. Summit Small and cheap in the United Kingdom that isn't a Chavmobile. Um, I had fun with that 2CV, I'll tell you what. Um, but that's coming from a Yank over in the UK. Um, I almost have to ask. See, if we ask Tom, friggin', sorry for the name drop, Tom Clark, and... He, he would say that Peugeot, the, the, the Renault Clio that he really liked. Um, our Honda Fit, I think, is your Honda Fit Sport or Honda Fit SI or something like that. Like, I think, because our Honda Fits is like a 1.5 liter. And your average Honda Fit in the UK, I think, is like a 1.1 liter. It's like really tiny. Hmm. So, so, yeah, Honda Fit's going to be great. And plus, you guys get rear wheel disc brakes on your honda fit we only get drums so i say go with the honda fit it's going to be fun to drive it's going to be the perfect size for the uk um it's probably going to be more like a family car to you guys i say go for it i mean it's a freaking honda 
I don't know what they're calling the Corolla hatch over there. Maybe it has some weird name. Who knows? But yeah, go for the Honda Fit. I, I, I had zero problems with that car. Uh, Mark Walters, uh, thank you for your donation, Mark. Love your channel. and uh, I love your channel was around since the review. Oh, excuse me. I love your channel. I was around since the review of the brown Porsche 944. What is your least favorite car, driven or not? What is your least favorite mod to a car? Okay, my least favorite mod is going to be one of two things. One, it's going to be the stupid fart can that does nothing. Or two, it's going to be like someone who puts a front splitter on a car, especially in Pennsylvania, and then the first winter comes and it snaps and breaks because mm. either they hit a snow drift or they hit uh, that big pile of snow that the snow plows make at the end of every uh, street or block. Yeah. And when you, you take that turn, it's just a mound of snow there on the corner. <laughs> and like normally a car of normal height, you just drive over it. But if your car has lower, it's lowered or it has that lowered splitter, it hits that. It's usually cheap fiberglass and good. It snaps and breaks. Yeah. So what's my least favorite car? I like the comical one is Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah. I don't think I like a Monte Carlo either, which is going to be fun because we have, uh, we did get an email from uh, a couple who has a his and her pair of uh, the Dale Earnhardt edition. Oh, wow. Yeah. The pace car. We'd have to drive out to Jim Thorpe for it. Um, Where's it? Esquihoning. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so know where that is now. It would probably be, it'd almost be like you'd have to come here and then we'd drive up from there because there's no direct route unless you take the Northeast extension, but that doesn't make sense from your town either. Yeah. I have to get back to them. So yeah, Jetta or the Dale Earnhardt edition, <laughs> Monte Carlo. Uh, William Rose, thank you for your donation. I recently had my right shoulder dislocated and can no longer drive my daily. Ooh, ouch. Just wanted to thank you guys for keeping my spirits up through this. Oh, thank you for watching, gang. At least it was a shoulder dislocation. I mean, how bad as it is? I mean, you're going to heal. They, yeah. they pop it right back in again. And we'll have more. I've never had my shoulder dislocated, so I don't know what it feels like. Um, I've been around two different people who had their shoulders dislocated, and then somebody else takes their arm, straightens it, and jams it right back in. He says, hey, look away. Look over there. What? Boom! And shoves it right back in again. You're still in a sling after that, but at least your arm works. <laughs> uh, in some ways, a human body can be treated like a Honda. Hit it with a hammer, and it works again. Um, thanks. Thanks, William. Thank you. A smelly surprise. What are your thoughts on the Fiat 500 of Barth? They're starting to get cheap now, and I want a small hot hatch. Don't buy it. It's going to break. Friggin' Justin Lowe's dailies in a Barth and electrical problems. There's just stuff, warning lights going off. It's just one thing after another with him. Yes, they're fun. Yeah. They're a great lease, like a John... Like a JCW, like John Cooper Works Mini. I think they're terrible as, yeah, there's a reason they're cheap. I think a Fiat 500 of Barth is great if you go into it knowing that this is a piece of shit, it's going to be kind of fun, and it's going to break, and you're not going to get your money back. Yeah. 
I mean, it's something where appearance would imply, hey, what a nice daily this would make. Yeah. And it's really not. And also, you know, wasn't it Fiat? Cry well, yeah. FCA. FCA. So it's like, why would you put your faith, faith in that? In that, it's the track record speaks for itself. The numbers don't lie, dude. It's I was at a party and like some people knew that I was Mr. Regular, and someone was like, "Hey, I just got a new car. You want to drive my car?" And actually, I drove like three different cars that day. Nice. Um, I didn't bring my cameras a Fourth of July party. And one of them was a Chrysler 200. And I know we still got to do a Chrysler 200. And <laughs> this is as shit as I thought it would be. Yeah. And I felt bad because this guy was fucking leasing it. And it was a used car. He says, well, I just wanted a new car. And that's what the, uh, that's what I took away. The, the, the Chrysler 200 is someone who doesn't, who's afraid of car repairs, who's probably their history. They've been burned on a car that needed I, the, the repair is going to be more than the cost of the car. Well, you know, sometimes that happens. Um, like if you buy a really cheap car, but odds are they bought like a freaking Nissan Altima or something like that for like $2,000. And then the transmission went and the transmission is $2,800 to fix. Mm -hmm. So they're like, I'm just going to get a new car. And then they realize that there are no deals on new cars or even most pre-owns or shit like shit deals. So they end up go, scraping the bottom of the barrel of the type of car that they can get for cheap. And the answer is Chrysler 200. This dude he was super nice. He was super nice. And he asked me what I thought. And I, 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 he's a nice person. He just wants a new car, a car that isn't going to break. It was like a 2019. He's on the hook. He got a car loan to buy this car. $17,000 for a car that, ugh. I just everything inside the car was this. <laughs> oh no. It's the transmission. It has that stupid dial transmission. It's like, you're an idiot. The, the turn it to the left to park at the Sitco. Turn it for the right to go to work cubicle farm. <laughs> That's what that is. And it's so nanny state with the it it in his defense, he said. Well, yeah, but it really goes. I'm like, I'll be honest. The engine's not bad. Yeah. It will move. But it's sort of like it's the electronic throttle. The electronic lag on the throttle that they have is, is terrible. Like you stomp down and you can, you can go stop, lift, and it still will be accelerating by, with your foot off mm. the accelerator. It's still going, uh, and you're off of it, and it's still giving it AF, air fuel. I mean, it's off. I found very little redeemable about that car, apart from the fact that it was new. And again, it's like the type of newness that isn't necessarily made to last, no. I would imagine. And if you think about it, I mean, I don't know, buying a car specifically because you want something that you're not going to have to deal with repairs. That's like, you know, buying a pet that you... That, it's like having a pet that you hope doesn't die. It's like, you know, it's like every, I don't know. It co goes with it's the territory. It's going to die and it's going to be painful when it dies. Yeah. It's like buying, it's like owning a pug. Ugh. Well, when it dies, it's going to be sad. And they all die tragic. They mm. all just suffocate. They turn into these potatoes that can no longer, those little legs can't hold themselves up anymore. 
they can't walk, they can't breathe, they can't see, they can't smell. Yeah, it's rough. No pun intended. Uh, mm. It's something where I think also in a car sense, automotive sense, you can't sort of, you know, mortgage yourself on the whole idea that you're never going to have to go through problems with a car. It's the, and I always bring this up, but, you know, of all the um, cars in all cars go to heaven, like the one that survived was the cheapest one. Yeah. And the most beat up one, all the other cars that were all more recent and all newer and all had loaded up with features, whatever they all conked out. Yeah. But the little Tercel from like 1993 yep. that cost them $300 or whatever. And you know, they just, it made it all the whole way through, through yep. the treacherous track. And you know, there's something to be said for that because you don't know, you are always rolling the dice. And I get more caffeine in me. Nice. Go for it. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that I think uh, people just really want something more and greater uh, than they have, which is okay. You know, cars are aspirational. And I think if you want something that is aspirational, I would hope that at some point people aim higher, as mm -hmm. high as they possibly can, because you have the, and I see now I'm starting to sound like a motivational speaker. Yeah. It's like, welcome to my Ted talk. It's just that, you know, why not aim high? Yeah. And you know, if you end up at a Chrysler 200 from having aimed higher, that's fine. But I don't know. I believe someone in you. said no pug intended. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, yeah. Um, I, have been thinking about another, you know, quarantine project yeah. and we keep going on and on about how just buy a Corolla. Yeah. Can I flip a Corolla? Hmm. Can I find like an $800 Corolla, do some repairs to it, sell it for two grand because like, here's a Corolla. It's not going to die. And, uh, I also saw most of them around here are kind of beat. Do I want to travel to buy one? Well, I'm not going to travel out of state. Like no. my mom went down to visit her sister in Florida. And right now my mom is quarantining for two weeks at home. In mm. fact, she sent me a text today. said, uh, can you go and find some shock top? Oh, the <laughs> my mom doesn't drink beer. My mom, my mom likes, uh, my mom likes wine occasionally and mm. like maybe wine coolers. But while she was down there, I think she, she had shock top lemon. So she asked me if I can go find some shock top lemon. I didn't even know a shock top did lemon. I yeah. think they always did just orange, but yeah, I always whatever. assumed orange. But man, you know. remember when was shock top around when you were in college? If it was, I didn't drink it. Oh, okay. It 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 was like shock top and lion's head were the fake. It was like it was the cheap highbrow stuff that wasn't mm -hmm. like freaking Yingling or you know Coors or Natty. It was like if you oh you got shock top or spend the big dollar no, I realize that that's just cores. Well, we got Lion's Head specifically because it was cheap, and that's because the bar Sharkies in State College mm -hmm. they were doing the dollar Lion's Heads, and so you know you'd be getting just completely blasted. <laughs> and then I, I think they you know bumped it up to a dollar fifty, or maybe it was always a dollar fifty. All I know is it was under two dollars, 
So, you know, be getting drunk, trying to figure out the puzzles under the cab, <laughs> playing pool, laying down a quarter at a, the, to, the, to indicate that we got yeah. next, whoever wins. And then uh, me being undefeated because everyone would always scratch on the eight ball nice. or scratch in some other thing. So I kept, I had this like 10 game undefeated streak where I never actually did anything. I just kept winning <laughs> on technicalities. Like I'm the worst at pool in the world, but I'm like cleaning the <laughs> floor with everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, crazy Ivan two times. Pleasure to see you again. Miss seeing your podcast live. Nice new setup. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hope you have some great guests in here. Like the goal is Matt Happel in here. <laughs> uh, I stink. Hello. Another familiar face. No question. Just wanted to mention I've been listening to Lucky Boys Confusion like crazy lately. They're a ska punk band. I think Rancid kept their outcome, the Wolves sound a little longer. Cool. Lucky Boys Confusion. Because I'm going to make this easy. I'm just going to take a photo right there. Lucky Boys Confusion. And save it to look it up later. Thank you, I stink. Very nice. And thank you for your donation. Ivan's Variety Channel says, and thank you for your donation. I have a 2012 Honda CRZ and a 2020 RE Conta Conti 650, uh, which you haven't reviewed before. Would you be interested in reviewing either? Sorry if this is the wrong place to ask. First time tuning into the podcast. Hello from Seattle. Very good. Nick, take it away. Oh, Sorry, I was looking mm -hmm. at a question oh, in the okay. live chat. I'll take it. Uh, year make model city state in the title of oh. the email and in the body of the yeah, email, yeah. or excuse me, regularcars at gmail.com. Once again, that is regularcars at gmail.com. Year make model city state in the title of the email, in the body of the email, put your name, a phone number where I can call you, and if you want a picture of the car, the only way to submit anything the regular car reviews is through the email. Regularcars at gmail.com. It must be formatted correctly. Your make, model, city, state in the title of the email. Please do not abbreviate the state. Write it all out. Because sometimes I search directly for a state, and I don't search by uh, abbreviations. I search for, for the whole word. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ivan's Variety, uh, variety, variety Channel. We still haven't done a Honda CRZ. You know, I don't know when I'm going to travel next, but the money that you're giving us goes toward our travel budget. So, man, when they come up with that vaccine, I'm going to be on the road for like two months. <laughs> man, being on airplanes again, big romance. Like the day will come again when we won't have to wear masks all the time. The day will come again where we won't have to feel weird. And I'll be there sipping gin and tonics at 35,000 feet. I'll be in that sweet Admiral's Lounge eating hummus. So weird that my 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 romantic feelings about about airports are just eating, drinking, and shitting. <laughs> just <laughs> at different it velocities. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's that type of experience that was once inaccessible to man, but mm. now you are shitting in the sky like a bird. <laughs> the same thing. One, two, three. Thank you for your donation. Hello, Mr. Regular Roman. My question to you is: What do you think about the Honda CRV? I think it's a, I think it's a very reliable Karen mobile. I just purchased a 2010 with 45,000 miles that sat for two years. I got an old person own it, and it just sat. CRV. I mean, it's your your average Honda, you know, CRV slash Toyota Rav4. I think it's fine. Um, uh, someone did a road test between that that and the Subaru Forester. And when it came to snow, the forester still cleaned house. 
because the Forester sends power to, to all four wheels all the time. And the other two have to wait for some wheels to start slipping before they move the power around. So in terms of reaction time and like in like sudden uh, dangerous situations, the Subaru still wins, Team Subaru. But yeah, Honda CRV, perfectly fine, you know, med small, medium sized grass and gravel SUV. I have no problem with that car. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've never been a fan of the, its appearance. It kind of looks like it it's paying off a Best Buy credit card. It's like it's 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 a first it's it's a car for someone who wishes they could buy stuff from Williams Sonoma, but they don't exactly have Range Rover money to be <laughs> buying stuff from there. Somewhat of a segue. Uh, ben Segara in the regular chat asks, "What is your honest opinion about the FJ60 Land Cruiser?" Uh. Well, I mean, now that's bring a trailer investments right now. It's yeah. totally priced out. Um, I haven't, I don't know if I drove one or not. I, I mean, we drove the modern one yeah. in Colorado, but. It's not the same, no. I would imagine. And to get the authentic we sat one. In, we sat in some in the UK. There was that his and hers or they and them who brought the uh, stuff in my nose. Uh, oh, oh who uh, brought the Land Cruiser. Yeah, Violet. Uh, Violet. Violet. Yeah, Violet, and yeah. and uh, they had um, a really interesting um, collection. Uh, well, it was a pair, right? Yeah, of the the, the, two... car, the cars or of the Land Cruisers. I mean, oh, excuse me, we were talking about Toyotas. Those were. Uh, right, I have my Land Rovers and my Land Cruisers mixed up. Yeah. Excuse me, they had Land Rovers. We're talking still about Land Cruisers, which are Japanese. Toyota. So, no, I don't think we've ever been in one. I mean, I would gladly. Well, yeah, why not? I've never been a very, uh, you know, Land Cruiser. Type, like, it doesn't immediately jump out to me as something that, like, hey, uh, do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's whatever. It is. Burnt Coolant Productions, there's a familiar face. Thank you for the donation. I recently picked up a 2003 Mazda 6 V6 5MT. So far, it's been awesome. Fast, quiet, and comfortable. I sent an email. Thank you. P.S. I still have the Sunfire if you ever return to the sweaty hellhole known as Georgia again. Man, that was the hottest hot I've ever hotted. Yeah. It was 90 degrees at night and 100% humidity. Ugh. It still wasn't as bad as the hot box in New Zealand. The first no, oh, the first week. night it was like, you got to be kidding me! Is this torture? Yeah. Um. Cool. Glad you like the Mazda Six V Six. I'm glad that it's working out for you. Thank you, and thank yeah. you for the donation. Kai Todd, thank you for the donation. Uh, here's a question for Nick. Uh, Nick, here's here's some money for making tossed salad and scrambled eggs for the Integra review. <laughs> I, I accidentally sent those to you in the wrong order because I meant for that to be the outro. Uh, uh, but I put it first. And then I, I said in the email, oh, because brain was wired that way. Intro is this. Outro is that when I actually meant it the other way. And uh, so, um, no, the reason I say that is because like, as I was listening to it, I'm like, this is really long for an intro. And normally I don't like making people wait that long to just get to the video. Mm -hmm. So the intro will be short. And then the outro, like if I want to 
be like creative and actually put in effort, you know, then it'll be the closing thing. Um, and they could either close out, but they're not, there's no extra content mm. there, but yeah, it, it's something that, um, I don't know. It's like, I like Frasier, but if someone tried to ask me about like, oh, well, what's a great episode of Frasier or what happened in any episode of Frasier, mm. I can't tell you anything about it. It's not like Golden Girls where I can like recount episodes yeah. or like unsolved mysteries with the Circleville letters. But yeah, it's, I, it's, it's yeah, a Fra show. Frasier is like King of Queens. It's just there. It's there. It's watchable. Um, I would say Frasier is a... a Fair sight better than watchable, although not so watchable that I would commit to watching it. Right. So, you know, there are degrees of watchability, a tier level. J, uh, J Violin Man, I think that's correct. Thank you for your donations. Generous of you. Thank you. I hope you guys are doing well despite all the chaos in these times. Yeah, Hills of Pennsylvania is pretty chill. I sent an email for my 1985 BMW E23. Very cool. I don't mind traveling. Have some beers on me and keep being awesome, guys. Thank you. We will. Thank you. Like, should I switch to it? That's, uh, I just had, gonna have two cups of espresso and then immediately switch to beers. That's disastrous without having dinner yet. I mean, I oh, wish it's I. Tart. Still too early for dinner. It is. I oh. wish I could do that. I can only have like one thing of like, coffee a day mm. or else i start to feel i don't know it just doesn't sit right with me and then you know that espresso because right now i'm drinking espresso yeah <laughs> but honestly i feel better than i did when i was drinking coffee maybe it was an old coffee maybe it was the fact that the coffee machine was just old and there's probably junk in it and i maybe. was drinking that or two maybe there's something different about making your own espressos or cappuccinos that somehow it, it i feel less harsh but maybe because i'm drinking less coffee in general like before sometimes i drink four cups of coffee a day whereas today i think i've had this is my second cup yeah but it's so full of caffeine you're just oh. yeah i mean maybe espresso is just more con concentrated you know yeah um, maybe the uk and new zealand have something going on there now hey, it's all espresso based ben wright in the chat uh, hey. said what's up guys it's ben wright i'm still working from home Ben Wright, come and visit and be on the podcast. If he didn't have such a great name already, I would say like he's due for a Tony Airlines Greg International type nicknaming. Yeah. Uh, Greg doesn't even know he has a nickname already on the show and he hasn't even been on <laughs> Greg International. It's just so absurd. <laughs> I love it. Greg International. <laughs> it's, it sounds like, imagine getting, you know, the, he's almost the like, call. Like, like a, like, um, like some tangential or tertiary character to somebody's like, Royal Rumble crew. Yeah. It's like they're not in the ring and they're not quite a manager. They're just there. No, he's kind of like um one of those like Kramer's friend Bob Sacamano. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he's never seen, but he's always referencing, hey, I was talking with Bob Sacamano. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're talking to Greg International. <laughs> it's just uh yeah, it's great. Uh Quacom Metphilia uh with six dollars and ninety cents. Nice. Serious question. Potato chips. Snyder's of Berlin or Snyder's of Hanover? I know Snyder's of Hanover. Yeah, I've never heard of Snyder's of Berlin. I don't know what that is. Love the show. I mean, if whichever one is a kettle chip, because that that's better than everything. Uh, counterpoint, 
Uts. Uts? I like Uts. Uts is fine. Yeah, but it has to be barbecue Uts. Like regular uh, Uts doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, the only regular potato chip flavor is like... Le, le, no, even Lay's regular is terrible. It's just sour cream and onion Lay's mm. is better. Um, well, I was getting down with like all the different Lay's flavors for like the videos I do with my nephew. Yeah. And it was because they would do the do us a flavor contest. And I would always be interested in the things that they don't like their taco flavor literally tastes like a freaking taco. Nice. And I did these. Um, the last time we did the podcast when James was here and we went to the giant to get the beer. Yeah. And I saw those uh, Pringles that I'm like, Oh, I can do oh, this with I my nephew. Pringles. And it well, was still doing Pringles, right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They're all over the place in new flavors. And so I got the limited edition ones so I could do review them with my nephew. And we did. And it was the uh, Wendy's Baconator uh, <laughs> chips and it tastes more bacony than burger E. Huh? or cheesy or anything like that, but it was good in a weird way. Uh -huh. um, but also Pringles have this weird aftertaste that's like, yeah, it's, I don't it's know like how to describe syrup being it. Yeah. Nah, nah, it's sticking some, to your teeth. Maybe it's plastic or filler or and that corn starchy stuff that's in everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of, and we also did these weird like Taco Bell crisps where it's like 180 calories for one serving, which is like 20 crisps. I'm like, that's fair. You know, you get like a sub and then you yeah. get like 20 of them on the plate. And then I tasted them. It's like, it's like the equivalent of, you know, hot sauce flavored rice cakes. Like yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world. It's just why. Yeah. But yeah, I'm an Uts man. But if it has to be between Snyder's of Hanover versus Snyder's of Berlin, then Snyder's of Hanover wins for the same reason I used to win at pool all the time, and that's by default. <laughs> because, you know, that's the only one I really know of. And But I know mostly know them for like, or maybe I'm thinking of another company, uh, for pretzels. Mm. But then I feel like everybody makes pretzels around here. Like we're big pretzel people. I never, I've never bought pretzels. I like bought ever? a soft pretzel. Hmm. But it's got to be hot, and it's got to be fresh, and it's got to be hot. Uh, but no, I've never bought a bag of pretzels. Well, like a, a Knoebels pretzel? I think maybe I bought them once in at the snack bar in school, like at lunch. Because uh, normally if I had money, I think pretzels and chips were 35 cents. Or you could get a pastry, which was like the Tasty Claire pastries or... Um, six mini donuts yeah or um i think tasty cake cupcakes occasionally and you get that huh. and i think ice cream was 75 cents for like the chocolate claire thing and i think one time i bought the the little box of straight pretzels and I'm like, I took one. I was like, this is a oh, waste the, of 35 cents. The rods. The rods. The pretzel like, rods. Dumb. I don't have enough milk to wash this down. No, and that's the thing. The rods exist. Okay, I got used to pretzel rods, but I never really liked them. They were the sort of reward snack in fifth grade after we did all of our, you know, spelling and writing work or whatever. It was yeah. like the pre-lunch snack. And it was always pretzel rods. And I would always think like, 
bees are made to be dipped in something. Like, why are you giving mm. me pretzel rods if you're not giving me peanut butter too? Yeah. And then you would also have Friggin to give me milk cheese. with it. It's yeah. like, yeah, or not, yeah, like give me something to work with because yeah. I can't deal with this like salty stick. I think, of, yeah, know, I think we got them once in like elementary school, like toward the end of the year, because elementary kids don't have finals. We got something like that and maybe like iced tea. And I think I remember like all this is good. All this is for is mouth distraction. <laughs> We're like watching some nature movie and it's like the last week of school and there's no pen near me, but you know what I'm talking about where you just, you just take them off in like one eighth inch bites as it goes down. Nyan, 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 Do you ever do the nyan. metal around the pencil too? Or like you put, and then you kind of are like peeling yeah, it yeah, off. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you and, can. You and, can uh, lathe, lathe yeah. it down. Or sometimes you can suck all the little salt. Yeah, the, it was like an oral fixation thing, and it just got to the point where like I, you I know, don't even I like had the taste. It's just something, something to, to do. in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like it's you, and then before long, you have no usable pencils. Like it's just because none of them have erasers anymore. Well, okay, a pencil. Oh, we're value. talking about erasers. I thought we were talking about pretzels. Oh, pretzels. No, I thought you were mentioned about how like you would have a bit in school when you'd have like a pencil in your mouth and because you needed something to distract. Oh, no. When I would chew on my pencils, I was smart enough because I needed the erasers. I didn't chew the erasers off. I would go like corn cob. I would go down and go turn down the next flat side. Typewriter. And then sometimes the paint would come off and I get yelled at because I had paint in my teeth. Um. Uh, let's see. Ivan's Variety Channel. Thank you for your donation. With the talk of philosophy earlier, are you all fans of Philosophy Tube? I know of it. I don't can't remember if I watched yeah, anything. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I watch kind of, um, and I can't think of any channels honestly. But uh, thing. Oh, have. oh, it has to be. Uh, yeah, switched over. Um, the thing where the, someone will do like Socrates explained. And it'll go through a, a primer of his uh, schools of thought. And, oh, yeah, that's scalding hot because I heated it up before I came here. And then I put it in there forgetting that, like, you need to let it cool off before you put it in there or it's going to stay at the heat death of the universe yeah. every time well, before. Hey, that air pot works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's the best, uh, um, what do you call it, like, goodwill find nice. ever. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – those are the type of sort of philosophy things that I like in terms of sort of modern YouTubers applying those uh, philosophical things. Um, I mean, it kind of makes me hypocritical because I guess, you know, I, I will, or like will do lit theory in things, mm -hmm. even though, you know, like it appeals to me or it appeals to you and it appeals to us in general, but we don't know if necessarily it would apply to anyone else or if anyone would seek out channels that specifically engage with this manner of uh, media. But ultimately, I mean, I like, I like the concept of knowing more about philosophy yeah. in a weird way, more than I actually want to know more about it because I worry that it's going to screw with my way of thinking of things. The mm -hmm. same way that like I would always, before I got to literary theory, think that putting the word theory after uh, uh, one of the arts would be a surefire way to um, decrease your enjoyment of that thing. Oh, yeah. So that music theory makes me doing music less music fun. Music homework. Yeah makes sense yeah 
Hi, Glack. Hello. Thank you for your donation. How do you feel about the compromise of sadness that is the GR Corolla? We never get cool cars in the U.S. Yeah, we may or I don't know if we're going to get it or not. Um, how do I feel about it? It's like, hey, here's something that you're not going to get and you haven't really thought about before. How do you feel? It's, I suppose to you guys who really wanted that thing, it's the same emotion that kids feel toward a toy they didn't exist before but now desperately need. Mm. Yeah, I remember seeing a commercial for some sort of toy. All it was was a flashlight with a diff bunch of different screw-on lenses. Hey, you can make a dot. You can make an arrow. You could make a witch. You could make a bat. <laughs> and I'm sure it was all superimposed in the commercial. And what you get is like some blob thing on the wall. Yeah. I never knew I needed that, but now I desperately need that. Mm. Um, like how did you go through a phase where you needed a laser pointer? No, strangely. Oh, man. That was one of those phases in school that I never got around to, along with the whole epidemic of uh, tossing up pencils and getting them stuck in the ceiling. Yeah. Our, our ceiling didn't have that, so you couldn't do that. Uh, um, I'm like, those are perfectly chewable pencils. Why are you doing this? There were people who dropped pennies down the, uh, the heater because sometimes it would hit the squirrel cage fan in there and make noise. Yeah. Um, mm. There were people who uh, would burn you with the rulers that there were the, the wooden rulers that had the metal edge. You'd take that ruler and just rub the metal edge back and forth on the heel of your shoe, and that would yeah. get it hot. And then you just touch it to someone's arm, and it's yeah, it hot. That was a thing, huh? So yeah, I, I don't, don't feel even anything do about that. the GR Corolla because I never got hype for it, and so I don't really mind. Um, I we we have a car coming up this coming week. Um, that is a going to be a hot version of a base model of a uh, a hot version of a economy car coming up. And so one that I heard of, I have a question: Why on earth it exists? Because this company now makes some very nice, affordable performance cars, and. I don't know if it's going to be worth the money, but, and this is something else I was thinking of. I was thinking about making a video about this. I mean, I'll probably just talk about it right now. Of uh, Since doing the Integra video, we're seeing these, these economy performance cars of the nineties become totally unobtainable now hmm. um, through nostalgia. Yeah. So if the nineties are just getting priced out, when does nostalgia kick in? Ooh, where good term. yeah and i and i want to go down that i invented that nostalgia nostalgia <laughs> i've said it before nostalgia mr regular coined the term nostalgia you need nostalgia to tweet that out uh, you need to tweet that out and just have it say nostalgia that's the tweet okay that's i am saying i'm tweeting that none of you fuck with me right now yeah well we're on a delay so by the time you by the time i tweet this um it's going to be already up if i'm fast enough Nostalgia. Oh, I typed it up. There are a couple people who've used it before, but if you can bring it into popular usage, maybe yeah. you'll get the credit for it anyway. So there we go. Um, 
So what are the cars that are, what are the nostalgia cars that are going to be that you can buy cheaply now that maybe if you hang on to them for like five years, well, okay. It's like early and mid nineties stuff. There's stuff that's, uh, is pricey with the exception of your Supras and turbo things from the late nineties. Good buys right now is going to be the Toyota Corolla XRS. It's going to be the, uh, the third gen MR2, maybe, maybe. That falls a little bit into Miata territory and Miatas, surprisingly, none of them are outrageously pricey. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, even though they existed in the 80s and 90s, they're not, you know, $50,000. Um, the... Toyota really didn't, uh, Honda didn't really have anything in the 2000s that was out of the ordinary. Unless I'm missing something. I mean, S2000s, I guess. But they're kind of their own thing. Yeah, I don't really see. Maybe the Ford Escort ZX2, that thing, maybe. Yeah. Um, the Mustang trim level after mine. Uh, on brain farting. S197. Yeah. They're bottoming out. That's like late 2000s. Yours right now, there was, in the early 2000s, there was the um, the Terminator. The um, There was the Cobra, the Cobra R, and then the Cobra Terminator, <laughs> which is, you know, it was like 380 horsepower. It was uh, the 4.6, but with double cams and a blower. So mm. it's pretty much the engine that was in um, the Marauder. Yeah. But now it's got a blower on it. Yeah. I know it's not the same. It's got forged rods and stuff or something. Uh, but those things are like made to be collectible. I'm, I'm thinking about cheap stuff. Someone's saying C5 Corvette. Hummer it's going to take a long time for those things about bounce back. SVT Focus, Fiat Multipla. Yeah, foreign stuff. NSX. NSX were always, they, they've always peaked. But yeah, I'd yeah, NSX, late model NSXs. Um, Nissan really didn't do much in the early 2000s, at least. Yeah, it's going to be all Skyline stuff as yeah. it gets, becomes legal. Anyway, do, 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 do. <laughs> CA, is that my mom? <laughs> well, what is, it, what is the person saying? Uh, CA rider, I think that's my mom. <laughs> mom, did you really pay $4.99 to tell me to go pick up lemon shandy shock top? <laughs> well, now you're giving me money, so I guess after this I gotta go to Giant and go find some. <laughs> I got your text. I am gonna go get you some beer. My mom's quarantined because she came up from Florida. Yeah. All right, so after this, I'm going to Giant picking up some lemon shandy. See if they have <laughs> see if they have it. Oh, this um, is adorable. Maybe they have it at Sheets, too. Maybe. Maybe. In the big walk-in fridge. Yeah. Uh, MHT, uh, won a slightly newer Subaru, selling my 2009 Outback Limited with 85,000 miles in great shape. In all seriousness, when is a new camera car coming? I'm not, I still have my Subaru. You mean I'm filming it? I mean, I guess, like, if, see, we'd need a car to film the camera car. Yeah, that's the trick. That's they, yeah. It's one so thing. So you'd have to I'd have to schedule a car that I know for a fact could film this. I mean, if we would did 
looking back, film filming it with the other Forester, that the fifth gen one that would have worked, or the other Subaru, the Ascent, because that in fact did film uh, the motorcycle. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, so selling my 2009 Outback Limited with 85,000 miles in great shape. Probably that's gonna, oh, that's another thing for nostalgia. The Subaru Forester XT and the Subaru Outback XT, the ones with the turbos on them that didn't look like turbos, nostalgia. Those are gonna be another good ones. So thank you, MHT, thank you for your donation. Chandeski, thank you for your generous donation. I always wanted to do this. I can now force you to pay attention to me by paying you. Capitalism? Haha, <laughs> of course I'm glad to support you and buy you guys a beer. Thank you so much. Uh, much love from me and my beat up 2002 Camry. Hey, 2002 Camry, they're not gonna quit. Yeah. You're gonna be great. That was another thing I was looking at if we ever do a flip, is to, as I scratch myself, because <laughs> um, now I gotta remember <laughs> that camera's picking up everything. Ooh, gingery. Yep. And this mm. one doesn't even have the cinnamon in it because I ran out of cinnamon sticks and they charge exorbitant prices in regular supermarkets. Yeah. You have to go to the Spanish one that's like in Reading and then you get like the real ginger nice. from, or I mean the real cinnamon from like my people. Yeah. <laughs> and mm, huge giant things of cinnamon sticks that go for the price of like what the little ones are that nice. you get from the spy shop. It's ridiculous that cool. they're extorting you to that extent, but whatever, here All we are for convenience. Uh, so much love from a B up 2002 Camry. So Camry is another cheap alternative. Like you can get Camrys for the same price you would get Corollas and sometimes even cheaper because people think they need, oh, Corollas, I need the good gas miles, but really the Camrys get almost the same. And also, some of your early 2000 Camrys do exist as manuals. And I hmm. saw one for sale up in like Nesquehoning or, um, oh, starts with an L. It'll come to me. Um, at some like little, little, little Joe's used cars type place. Hmm. And it had like 240,000 miles on it. And the guy wanted like $3,900 on it. I'm like, dude, that's a $900 car. And I don't know if I could even talk them down. Yeah. But uh, something like that would be fun to flip. But I'd have to get a car. I'd have to get a Corolla or a Camry for under a grand. Because I think people look at those cars and they think, oh, it's 200,000 miles. It's ready to be, you know, for the people who are spending $2,000 on a car. Yeah. They, they want to get, I need the newest I can possibly get. And newest doesn't mean better. You're talking about the best maintained one. Yeah. Um, but if I still want to prove that you can ethically flip a car, because all the other like YouTubers who do this sort of stuff, they're doing Lamborghinis and everything. Not that that isn't fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to do, this is a, this is a car for people who just need an car to not break. And I was thinking of my friend Donovan Geiger, who I've been trying to talk him out of financing a new car. Mm. I want him to buy a, fucking $2,000 Camry. It's like, here's your goddamn car until you get everything else paid off. Just don't get on the hook for another 10 grand for like a new car. Because yeah. like both of us, we drive $5,000 cars and we've been driving them for what, four or five years? Yeah. Something like that. Occasionally stuff, something breaks. But mm -hmm. even if you tally it up and say, say I spent off the top of my head, 
Car was five thousand dollars. Have I spent my one, two? I probably spent three thousand dollars keeping that five thousand dollar car on the road. So now I'm into it five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars, and I'm still probably well under what it would have cost if I would have bought an eight thousand dollar car. Because normally these sub one hundred thousand dollar cars, they're all in the same reliability area. Yeah. So you just get the cheapest and best maintained one and you're golden. I mean, there is a certain um, degree to which you, there's like a saturation point with how much you're putting into the car. Right. Me, um, I don't know that I'm there yet, but I mean, I've always said either like, you know, I'll drive the car until it dies or I die, you know, because yeah. I, well, I mean, it doesn't mean I won't get other cars. It's just I want to still have the car. It's because I care about the car. Yeah. And it's a car that means something to me. So, um, but ultimately, you don't need to uh, price yourself in such an obscene range. Of course, I say this having gotten my car when I think prices were just starting to get reasonable again on the used car market. Yeah. Like the Cash for Conquerors recovery that took the better part of the 2010s to mm -hmm. actually like level out. And now I feel like if someone's going to go looking for used cars again, um, that person looking for that $2,000 Corolla is probably going to run up against some, you know, tough opposition. Right. Cause they're going to, they're going to run up against the Lantras. And if they're dumb, they're going to run up against a whole bunch of GM nonsense and Ford crap. Yeah. Like from the two thousands that are like, but I could get something for less <laughs> than half the miles for $1,500. It's like, yeah, you could. And then shit's going to break all the time. Like, like Goldie never, well, the biggest thing that broke on her was rust. Yeah. And rust was like $780 to fix, which was really uh, Tony Rumble over at Bruce Hens Garage. It's time to weld everything and reseal them. And there's going to be another $1,500 to $1,900 to do the head gaskets. Um, uh, the engine out everything. But because it's a Subaru, once that comes out, the engine comes out, new spark plugs, new everything else, the transmission's fine and everything else is fine. This is a car that's going to go for another 100,000 miles. So, or until like more of it starts to rust away. Because yeah. the pinch welds are all gone on the bottom yeah, of that car. Right. You want to jack that thing up, you can't jack it up by the pinch welds anymore. You got to find us somewhere else. So that's another thing. That's what's probably going to kill Goldie is like the rust will just rot her away from underneath, like, look, this is all just crumbling here. Yeah. So, um, and well, that's really the fate of all Pennsylvania cars is Pretty eventually much. they rot. And it's like, look, we're done here. So did what anyway, could. the stream still going? Oh, no, no, no. I was just uh, agreeing that, you know, you, we do what we can mm -hmm. with the, the sort of um, Pennsylvania car situation. You know, it's not really the best part. It's like what you said about the MR2. It's like you came to a realization that, you know, this isn't really the place for it. And no. that sometimes, you know, love something enough to let it go. Yeah. We have someone with last name, Roman, Abner Roman. No question. Thank you for the donation. Thank you. Rob Reitschard uh, says, just want to give a shout out to the Romans documentary and history videos. Hope to see another one soon. Thank you. Next week. As long as, you know, nothing bad happens. Abner Roman, and this is a poignant question. Dodge Avenger and Subaru WRX re-review when? 
Which yeah. is is like I would find it kind of funny if we like part of the problem with redoing those reviews would be um, that any attempt to do it in the similar style would come across as tryhard. Yeah. So it would have to be a different approach. I mean, the difference with the WRX is that we've done like other WRXs though. Yeah. But um, for people, if we get a JDM one, that's different. Yeah. That are like, coming legal that have the uh, intercooler on all that weird angle. I saw some of them at Subi, Subi, Subi Bash last year. Yeah. And I explained everything in the um, regular cars Brown posting Facebook group um, that, you know, as far as the WRX go, people can feel free to blame me for that one because um, it didn't sit. No, I'm the one who No, no, no. But I mean, like, for it being gone. Uh, because I was like, it didn't sit right with me. So I asked if Brian could take it down. It was never about making fun of the culture, but rather just like meme culture in general, you know? And so I, I, and I said, this is like the last one that I see us taking down other than just the Avenger one, yeah. because it's like, you can't live through life with the, um, the, the boogeyman mm -hmm. behind your back waiting for, you know, the other shoe to drop. I would hope that we've cultivated enough of a, uh, understanding with our fan base that they know we're not malicious people that we're right. not shitty people we don't mean harm to anybody yeah um and that i look we, at the podcast come town yeah how they're able to get away with that stuff but they drive it home to people that this is like there's no way this is real yeah 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 and then ultimately you know um come town such a and, good name for a podcast and people will eventually say is something to the effect of like oh well it's not you know the same type of humor i miss it when it was it, it, and if you go back and watch those old videos, a lot of them are similar to the videos now where there's like this weird mishmash of information. And then eventually, you know, uh, I think we're like the only channel who gets regularly gets comments to the effect of this is your best video in a while. Yeah. Which like is, every week, <laughs> like every week, like we've just been laying turds for the past, like, which is fine. Like, okay, I'm, that's the thing. I love this job and I feel incredibly privileged, privileged to have it. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, Having a job you love, the trade-off, if the trade-off is that occasionally, you know, there are some things that you got to, uh, criticisms that you got to yeah. face, then whatever. Um, but my thing was basically that uh, we have to just trust audiences to know that we're people who don't intend anyone harm. So we simply have to make comedy that doesn't feel like punching down. So expect more weird, gross, random, non-sequitur humor and one-liners that's more in more line. from the basement. Yeah. That's more like writer-driven and more, Tarantino you know. moment. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Although I'm not putting icy hot on my foot. It's on my bum knee. Oh, but and this is also from my mom. <laughs> mom, do you have any icy hots? I got I got biofreeze. Uh, Eli Birchall says, interested in doing regular boat reviews. I hate boats. I hate boats a lot. But yeah, I'll do a boat review. If, if only, I can complain how much I hate boats, this is stupid. This isn't one wake reviews. I hate everything about this. I don't like being in the water. I don't like being able to pee. I don't like throwing up. I, I, I don't like how the water has rules. And I just can't. Go, yeah, you what? can't speed. There's like no wake zones. But no, what do you mean you can't? Visit? Like, can you not just like stick your dick out over the side and have a leak? No, because I remember this one time I was out on a canoe in a state park, and it was a church trip. And one of my friends, one of my church friends, mooned some girls, and then we got in trouble from the friggin' DCNR or whatever boat police. 
came out and yelled at us. And also we were rocking the boat and carrying on. I was like, I thought, I thought when you go out in water, it's just pirate land. Yeah. It's not, you can't just screw around. My idea of what boating is, is ruined. Well, is there a possibility just for the sake of argument, is there any possible way that a boat could change your mind? Like what, like what hypothetical, like what would it have to accomplish to sort of change your mind about boats? Or are you just, it would have to be the equivalent of, it would have to make me feel the equivalent of that one beastie boys song called, that one, the one Beastie Boys song that starts because mutiny on the bounty is what I'm all about. I'm gonna board your ship and turn it on out. If, if I if, if a boat can make me feel that song, all right, yeah. don't hate it. I think boats are already kind of fighting an uphill battle just because it's such a, a cumbersome you thing. Drive your boat to the water. Yeah, and then there are people who live on boats. It's just weird. Gotta hate boats. <laughs> Uh, Nathan J. Thank you for your donation. Hi there. I travel I-81 uh, somewhat regularly. Is there a protocol for submitting a car saying I'll be near on day? Can you spare some time to film? Uh, doing doing reviews where it says, hey, I'll be driving through Pennsylvania on such and such a day. Can we do a review now? No, it has to kind of fit our schedule. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, there's no poops like airport poops. I know, right? Full of purpose. <laughs> yes, yeah, the preemptive poop of yeah. To know that you're you're doing your future self a favor. Mm. Um, hi. Uh, so no. Um, glad you're up on I eighty one. Stay safe in the winter time. Don't take unnecessary risks. Glad glad you're out there. Uh, the protocol for submitting a car goes like this. Oh, uh, send uh, years. Wait, make model year city state, but you have to write the state all out because if you do abbreviations, we're not going to be able to find it. Because if you write PA, it's going to come up with like emails that have the word paper in the body yeah. or some other crazy mess. And so uh, just write year, make model city state in the heading. Then, you know, talk, you can talk about yourself in your car in the body, but you can include photos you know, hey, preferable, you know, and um, hopefully we'll get back to you. But the thing is that we cannot promise a response at all unless we're actually going to do your car. And the other crazy thing is that, well, we might not get back to you for like a year. Maybe we're traveling through a certain part of the country and we need a new car because another one fell through to review. So we'll type in, hey, uh, that uh, we'll type in like, the city that we're in, in the email box and mm -hmm. see what submissions we have in that area. People will uh, inevitably uh, will have those options there and we'll say, hey, do you still have that car? If so, can you come film? Are you available? Blah, blah, blah. So sometimes, you know, people don't hear for us for like one to two years, yeah. if at all. Um, sometimes it's immediate. So who knows, but um, just know that even if we don't get back to you, we really appreciate the submission and that uh, even if, and if we do eventually get back to you, hopefully we can thank you in person, but also mm -hmm. it's just something where, you know, we get so many submissions that in order to get to reply to each and every one would 
prevent us from actually doing anything else. Yeah. So um, hopefully people understand. So last time, or not last time, because I'm sure it'll come up again, but just reiterating, year, make, model, city, state, but state has to be written out. Uh, not the word state, but just the state you're in. Yo, I have an idea for, like, I got in, in the move, I got rid of the sign, the no more super chats, please. Yeah. But I have this idea, because one of the things we use to cut down on sound is behind us, there's a curtain, that curtain's nothing. Let's <laughs> put a curtain up there. And I have another curtain rod over there, so we can probably move this wall partition somewhere else and have another. So we could just keep the sign up on the wall, or maybe I could pay to have it framed. So when it would be time to put the sign up, you could just reach up here and I could pull the curtain back and the sign would be there, yeah. stuff like that. No more super chats. And it's just like someone lifting their shirt. Yeah. And it's just no more super chats. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, or I could just get a whiteboard, put it back there. Yeah. We could have that. That could we work. Could sign it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is just um, as we get sort of uh, more comfortable in this space and more mm -hmm. used to it that, uh, you know, little things to think about, little things that we can add here, there, wherever. Now that we have oh, Steph coming. Trader in the chat. Steph hey, dude. Hey, 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 Steph. Or someone who has uh, adopted a personality. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Junkhead86, no question, just says hot, brown, cold, yellow. Thank Very you. nice. Um, Mark Walters says, do you think special, and thank you for your donation, do you think special editions of cars are worth it for both companies? Stuff like Harley and Davidson F-150, Call of Duty Jeep, Gucci edition Fiat 500. I think they're all people trying to get their nut, you know, trying to get paid, like the Dale Earnhardt edition, something like that's the thing where it, it's not going to be worth much. It's see, it's it's a win-win really for the car companies because what's so different about a special edition car? All I got to do is make a badge, change some seat stitching, and maybe some decals on the inside, and give it like the same performance numbers or some different wheels that other higher trim ones get. Because they won't exist, like they won't really exist on the premium level, but they'll have like some premium options plus a, a few different things on it, and then they get to charge more for it, and then it was really down on the buyer to speculate whether or not this will be worth a heck of a lot of money in the future. Sometimes, yeah, it's like the Corvette Grand Sport in the mid '90s. It's mm. like, well, okay, but. It's still like technically a C4. What's the difference other right. than that? Like the blue stripe and the maybe the tune is slightly different and some different shape wheels. I think, I think the OBD2 system like was being implemented, might have been implemented with that. I, I'm I think they started in 96 with OBD2 and GM, unless they got on the ball early in 95. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, it's something where I don't get the point. It's like that weird um, dragon. Uh, uh, Wrangler, yeah, they, the Dragon Edition, and then told us about. It. Yeah, maybe it's like the special edition stuff of like a compilation CD of your favorite band who hasn't put out anything new, but they come out with a best of or like best of B sides. Yeah, that it's like the Eagles' greatest hits. Nice, which is like one of, I think, two of their greatest hits albums are certified diamond, ten million copies sold, and I'm just like. Jimi Hendrix smash hits, the greatest hits one. That's a big one. Yeah. It's just so wild to me that like compilation albums do so well because not all of them on the album are hits, no. you know, like 
I love Queen, don't get me wrong, but if you put out an album of like Queen hits, Crazy Little Thing Called Love is going to be on it. And yeah. I don't get why that went number one. That was like their first number one or something like that. It was, it was a weird kind of boogie-woogie American style thing that maybe in some weird way was a hit in the UK. Yeah, it's like why I don't get Crocodile Rock by Elton John. Yeah. It's just like one of those songs of like, okay. You it has like that, that. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Oh, it, it's it's hook was very ABBA esque. Yes. Nah, okay. Nah, nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. It's very Eurovision type. Which that that Netflix movie about Eurovision is great uh, with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Yeah. I like the idea of normalizing um, actors being dubbed over by real singers because mm -hmm. not all actors can sing, and that's okay. So yeah, I don't know. I thought the jokes land. I like the way Clooney. Clooney did it in uh, oh, 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 Brother, Where Brother, Where Other. Half of it, it's not his face. He's just in, in front of the mic. Of course, they do it later in the in the video. Yeah, it's like come on, like the movie's absurd to begin with. So it's just like go with it. Yeah, man, it's a great movie. Oh, so good. No fat on it either. No, you need all of it. Uh, Mark Walters. Oh, we just talking about that. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Zeus 2011 says, do you remember Need for Speed Underground? Yes, I remember playing it at some weird college party where like the guy had a little CRT, CRT TV on top of a milk crate. I was in his room, it's like, you wanna play Need for Speed? And yeah, I'll play Need for Speed. And it's like the filthy off-campus bedroom, <laughs> the mattress on the floor, yeah. CRT TV on a milk crate. You know, he's got a dresser, but the dresser doesn't have legs on it. Or maybe he just has the drawers from the dresser all stacked up and he's got to move them to get his clothes. That's that's what I remember when I think about Need for Speed Underground. Yeah, it's just 2003. That. I've been a junior then. He doesn't, has a, he doesn't have a wallet. He just has loose money on the dresser next to his like yeah. bags of like, like weed. You are fucking trusting. There's a party going on and you just have beer money just, yeah. just scattered around. Your door doesn't have a lock on it, or, or your door has a window on it because this frat house used to be a dental office. <laughs> yeah. Crumpled bills and brown quarters from just, yeah, it's just, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah, and he says Petridge Farm remembers. Yeah. Uh, uh, does anyone remember Grid, that game for like, uh, I want to say PS2, might have been PS3. Actually, I think it was PS3. It's probably the one I played the most in terms of like uh, racing video games ever. And I started my own like sort of uh, race team called Ignition Motors. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know. I love the whole little racing mechanic where, I mean, I guess you get like two rewinds per race mm. where if you crash or fall by, you can just, you know, pull it back. And it's kind of nice in that regard. And they made a sequel and I never got around to playing the sequel despite having played to completion the original game, something like, you know, 47 times or something because there's like a campaign and everything. But Grid is just, I don't know. I recommend Grid. Nice. Uh, I'm sure Need for Speed Underground. I mean, it's good too, but you know, it comes with vibes. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, mm. it's just, yeah. The sun's coming out. We have good lighting At now. long last, yeah. Jonathan Gangle. Maybe I'll take the Falcon out and go to Giant and try to find beer for mom. <laughs> what a strange and wonderful sentence. <laughs> Jonathan Gangle said, did someone say Corolla? Yeah, I've been saying it for a while, but I guess that was a while ago. 
thank you, Jonathan. Uh, thank you for your donation. Aaron Crutchfield, nice name. Really nice uh, name. <laughs> thank you for your donation. Do you think you'll be in California again anytime soon? I don't know, man. Nobody knows. No one knows. Uh, there's a 1962 Fairlane with a 260 and a Fortomatic waiting in your email if you so. Thank you. Keep that email there. As long as it's formatted correctly, I'll have saved it. Filming stuff. I'm, I don't know if you mean the SoCal or LA area. Northern California is different. Um, but yeah, keep that email. I'm going to have tons of cars to film whenever we can travel again. And how. Like civilized individuals. Yes. Jonathan Cannon doesn't have any questions, but thank you so much for the donation. Chris Stockslager says, with 1990s and 2000 cars getting dollar and boomers dying, being unable to drive their wingadingus, I wonder if 50s and 70s cars are going to decline in value. Yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, your your old school muscle cars aren't worth six figures anymore. No. They'll uh, maybe worth like your older stuff. See, what's happening right now is what's happening like, um, oh, the guy from VinWiki, I forget his name. I'm so sorry. He knows. Oh, my uh, name. Ryan. 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 Yeah, uh, he did. Uh, he got us the badges for too many games. That guy. Uh, no, uh, Vinwicky is. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. But he's trying to run like a Vinwicky. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing. Ryan uh, Schlott. Shot. I'm thinking of someone different, like the guy who started Vinwicky. Oh yeah, I can look that up. Um, uh, Rabbit knows him. Uh, it'll come to or in, consult the Oracle. Um, Ed, Ed, uh, Ed Bowling. Yeah. 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 He referenced us in his Corvette thing, how all Corvette buyers think all their Corvettes are special and every, all Corvette sellers don't want to budge on their price and all Corvette buyers don't want to budge on their offer. So that's where we are with most classic cars right now. They're really not moving. Like some people still want $35,000 for their freaking Chevelle, you know, it's got a 350 in it that came out. I don't know what, and they want 35,000. It just needs TLC and no one wants to pay that. So fifties it, are another thing. Like some of these cars may just travel from person to person. The people who will, the people who will pay those prices are pretty tasteless who just want to have a winga dinga. So maybe that will keep the prices above thirty thousand dollars. I want. He goes on to say, "I wonder if fifties to seventies cars are going to decline in value." Well, that's a big time frame to talk about. Um, will two thousands and two thousands to forties cars may end up in museums? Maybe. I mean, not maybe. all of them. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I'm bad with prices. This is why I would be like terrible on the prices, right? So I wonder if 50s, 70s cars are going to decline in value. Yes. Yes, they are. Like overall, yes. Your Halo cars, um, the, the, your numbers matching, fully documented, you know, museum pieces, they'll hold their value. But as far as the dailies, yeah, they're going to go down. Yeah, no. Um, you just got to be willing to be absolutely brutal with your offer which is what I'm going to have to do if we want to do a, uh, a Corolla or Camry flip. Which, I mean, that would be such big dick energy if you were able to like pull that off though, of just like- $700 for a yeah. car they went like $2,000 for. Yeah, and then- like, Or I don't have to be mean about it. I just say, I like the car. I have $700 to spend. If you want to take that, great. If not, whatever offers on the table, have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. And just 
There you go. Yeah, my digits. Eli Birchall says, I'm on a lake with a wake boat and sea dew, no speed limit. Okay. I'm on a lake with no speed limit. Oh, that's cool. All right. Wait, water has speed limits? Yeah. I don't know dick about boats. I really don't. Or about sailing or under so many knots between so many things. There's rules and garbage and I don't know. Eli Birchall. So, okay, I guess there's some place that has no speed limits. But then, like, that's how you get knocked out of the boat because they don't really have seatbelts in these things. <laughs> like the one guy of the one boomer there and his bunch of hot wives around him or girls or the ladies and they hit a, they hit a wave and or a big wake or a bump or something and two of them, like, fly out. He had the GoPro facing back at everybody. It's a meme. Sean Simon, thank you for your generous donation. If you could close down and exclusively drive on one of Pennsylvania state routes, like 501, 189, what would what would be it and which car would you choose? Oh, no, 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 no. See, we can film on a lot of state routes around here because it's kind of deserted, especially during the middle of the day. It's not, yeah. It hasn't been a problem. Um, It'd be neat to film on one of these state routes where they go through a town, but when they go through a town, they get bumpy. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, it's funny because 422 in either direction just seems to stretch on seemingly mm -hmm. an irresponsible length. Um, but then you go through a sort of, when you're on 422 West, you end up in a sort of commercial area. If you stay on it long enough. Um, yeah. And I imagine if it were completely abandoned, I mean, there are some nice turns in there. Yeah. Um, that would be, that, it's just like, I don't really know because. Like the interchange where you get on the 12. Yeah. Some of those are nice. Or when, you know, the bit around the Berkshire Mall. Yeah. Like some of those entrances and exits are pretty good. Yeah. But again, if you shoot in the middle of the day, you can probably do it anyway. I mean, you still have to worry about, well, obviously. You're, They're uh, quick merges though. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's that's where a police escort would help. We had this thing that we wanted to shoot in downtown Pottsville, like not on, you know, the boulevard, not on 61, but off. Because I know the city manager and he said, I think for like $350, we could close a block. <laughs> that, that's all would be required. Just put the paperwork through. I, I've Grease seen, the wheels. It's just it's it's, it's just a, like a, a nominal administrative fee and then we could do it. So what kind of car would you choose? Honestly, if we would do like a GT, it would have to be like an SN95. We could do, you could have another Mustang review, but it would be like the the, the like the GT version or the Cobra or something like that. Yeah. Like, this is what this is for. And let's try not to hit curbs in a Mustang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Uh, yeah. Um, in the regular chat, someone asked, uh, Ryan Cooper asked, what current year production car do you think will be future classic? Like right now? Yeah. Uh, uh, Corolla Hatch. Hmm. Like, so, like, hey, here's a Corolla hatch with 5,000 miles on it. Who saved this? Because right now, like the one we had, people immediately started cutting them up and doing things like that. But yeah, Corolla hatch, like a pristine Corolla hatch. Now you got to wait 20 years, man. Yeah. And that's going to take, you know, it's just, I feel like a lot of it is so, so dependent on factors that we can't possibly know. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I guess Tor- Corolla Hatch sounds as so- safe a bet as you could possibly make. If yeah, you were to- someone has to be willing to like lose money on it. Yeah, if you were, because it's got it's got a dip, it's got to bottom out, and kind of come back again. Yeah, and so if you were, you know, to put money on it, that would be probably the safest one to put money on, considering the amount of hardship that a person would have to go through to get to the point where this car that is new today will have to one day be valuable as a classic yeah later on because it's like it's going to have going, to it's going to have to live in a garage it's going to have but it has to get its regular maintenance yeah so it's going to have to get its oil changed yearly it's going to be you'd put maybe a thousand miles on it a year yeah no you couldn't do that it would have to be under 10. so you'd have to put like 200 miles on a year that car would sit on a tender you'd take it out you drive it long enough to get the oil up to temperature You'd come back and park it again. And then every year in the spring, you'd change the oil, even though you only put 200 miles on it. So then you'd also have to have insurance, have to be registered or something like that. Well, it doesn't have to be insured. You could be shady, (laughs) just not have insurance on it. Of course, in order to register a car in Pennsylvania, you have to have insurance on it. Yeah. But you could just take insurance off of it, say you're mothballing it, but then your registration goes and you have to turn in your plate. So you'd have to do that move where you just put a plate on it and hope you don't get pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, you have to be independently wealthy to just have a car insured like that and just sit costing you money every year. And then would you make your money back? See a Corolla hatch, say you got a base one that's still like $25,000. Um, once you're done with everything and then is someone going to pay that amount of money in 20, 25 years? And yeah, that's the question. And I'm, I wonder like the status for something like a Kia Stinger in the same regard of like, you know, no one really cares about those things. They, they made a splash initially and now I don't hear, no one talks about them. Yeah. But I think it's like right on the crux of something that could be, could be. again. It's and, good. It's yeah. a great car, and no one really cared. Yeah, and so maybe it ha- it could have a turnaround. Is there any Korean cars right now that are super desirable in the U.S.? I should clarify. <sighs> yeah, it's always tough to predict the future, which is why I would never want to be a weatherman. Yeah. Uh, Gianni Greco, thank you for your donation, says, what is your favorite minivan, second generation Dodge Caravan, in practical but also personal manner? Gianni is how you say my name. Gianni. 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 Put, put the emphasis on the last syllable. Gianni. I'm still, I still try to do it on the oh, first. Gianni. Gianni, oh, like there. like Gianni Versace, the Gianni. clothing oh, designer. Oh yeah. Sorry, I, I sorry. missed out. No, no apologizing. To oh 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 yeah. So favorite minivan, yeah okay, and but then there's also the turbo one with the stick shift on the first generation. So as much as we make fun of, well, see that's Chrysler Corporation, not FCA. And they were Chrysler Corporation sucking on that Iacocca teat. They were pretty <laughs> damn good, even with their paper head gaskets. Yes. Who do, 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 do we got more stuff coming in? I think we only got like Bob. We got Bob. Bob with S E K, like 50 kroner. Um, 
if they brought back pop-up headlights in some fashion, well, they can't, but say they do, would they still be just as cool or dorky on a new car? See, pop-up headlights look cool back in those days because you could have low, low hoods and sharp hoods. So the contrast was great because you had a low angular wedge-like hood and then these two, whoop, headlights come up. They're very prominent. Now with hoods having to be high, you'd now have these like rally beacon things coming up. Uh, I guess it could kind of work on the C8 because it has a low nose, but I'm, I'm, the more I look at it, it's only an optical illusion that the C8 has a low nose. It's in fact quite blunt, but the way they pay, played with the black plastic underneath and the pointiness of it, it makes it look like it's an 80s hood, when in fact it isn't. It's still just as blunt as anything else in the 2020s. Yeah. Uh, also, all hail Fink, says Bob. Thank you. I mean, I think they would be cool, but then it's like, I never thought they were dorky in the first place. Mm, I yeah. always thought they had a certain charm and appeal to them yeah. that I, to the point where I wondered, well, I mean, I understood intellectually why they went away, but it's something that I think would make sense to return you know mm -hmm. well, why not it's yeah. just uh, and i think they would be cool i would probably rock them if i had a car that had those on them so mm -hmm. can you turn off the light up above i want to see if it's adding to or distract detracting from the uh natural light is that how you wait yeah yeah the plunger that's an old timey light switch oh wow that was all right satisfying uh it's like Turn it on again. Oh, Turn off. The camera's adjusting. It's like being in an eye doctor's office. Better, Better or, worse. or worse. You can tell when the lights are off that there's no light in here. Turn them on. Oh yeah, like it's doing well to light me because the light's coming in on an angle, but you'd still have to have it on for, for whoever's else around the table. So Nick's taking a pee break. Um, we're going to wrap this thing up soon. Um, someone says, leave it on. Other people say, leave it off. Um, Steph Schrader says, hot take, not a huge fan of pop-ups. I agree with you, Steph. They're just, they're not really practical. It's just two more motors that can break. I mean, they're great for your part of the country because it doesn't snow down in Texas. But yeah, they're, they are gimmicky, but I like them because they're made to be gimmicky. The only practicality is, hey, no bugs get hit on them. But, you know, then like rocks and stuff hit the hit the headlight and knock it out of alignment. And then your car behaves weird at night. You can hear the difference. You can hear the wind coming off of them at night. So someone says on and turn the blinds up, different light temperatures with it on. Yeah, but I don't like messing with blinds and pulling them up and down too much because then you get one errant pull and now they're on an angle forever. So I just I just twist the thing. Oh, wow, it's almost six at night. Thanks for hanging in with us. I think this setup's working better. We need to get another uh, another curtain over there to balance things out. But I do like... I do like the the partitions on either side. Someone said it does look, make the place look like a nail place. Uh, something about a BMW 2002, an E10 looks evil by the way he thinks. I don't think so. I think uh, uh, BMW 2002 is fine. I mean, we reviewed it. It's the German Miata. That's the way I look at that. 
What is my, what is the channel's honest opinion of WRXs? I think it's cheap performance. Cheap performance, but get your, get, get high horsepower out of it. You got to dump so much money into a WRX to make it sing. It's a fine, medium, fast car, and you know it can make choo-choo noises if it wants, but it doesn't have to. You do not have a race car. You do not have a rally car. You do not have a spec B, excuse me, uh, a rally B series something. You have a Subaru. They're a mid-tier liquor, and this is coming from a guy who owns Subarus. You know, the, the, the engines, they just want to tear themselves to pieces when you put a lot of boost through them. Um, there are better ways to get horsepower. And I think, you know, soup up an old Toyota with a turbo on it before you go heavy with the Subaru stuff. But some people are hard, but, you know, they have a big following and the, the knowledge base to make the, to make a WRS WRX sing is, uh, is easy to come across as opposed to making old MR2s like second gen ones saying you have to dig deeper in both pockets and internet search histories to get there. It's a good question though. Um, so we're going to wrap this up and going for two hours. Oh, wow. Two Doesn't hours like and it. 16 minutes. So yeah. Yeah. I have more work to do for the RCR stories that is coming out on Tuesday. And uh, we, um, oh, and I just gave you the file that I recorded here in the uh, SIM card, not SIM card. Why do I say that? I just put it over there. The SD card. SD card. Yeah. There we go. All right. So and before then, I go get beer for mom, go over there and dump that on the computer. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out if the Zoom got this. If not, I'll be grabbing it from YouTube. And it's still it, running. That's another thing to click down. So, download. Download it onto your computer from my camera. Yeah. Transfer dad, thank you. You can just send it to me on uh, Drive. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to keep your mom waiting. Oh no no, I'll, I'll just <laughs> I'll that for you. All you got to do is unplug it from there and plug it in to your computer. That can act as as a drive. Yeah, but you got to do your thing on it. Oh, but I got to do yeah. my thing on it. Yeah. Eh, I mean, mom's not going anywhere. <laughs> She's at home. She'll understand. Yeah. All righty, guys. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you for watching uh, RCR. This has been RCR number 74, uh, Red Light. Yes. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hopefully we'll be having guests on here at some mm -hmm. point. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, maybe we'll change the lighting <laughs> yeah, yeah. as time goes on. But for now, it's, it seems to be working pretty fine. So thank you so much. Uh, and uh, ha just happy to make it through a stream that didn't crash. So. Yeah. Have a great one, everyone. I am Nick. I'm Brian, and I'm closing this line. How much does that change things for me? Oh, not at all, because we're getting light from that one. I can just close that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, uh, have a good night. Have a good night. Yep. Great night. Bye. Bye.